Hello, this is Ed Robinson, and welcome back to another episode of the Deep End with Ed podcast. The Deep End. The Deep End. The Deep End. With Ed Robinson. The aim of this weekly podcast is to inspire you to go into the deep end by talking about real challenges and providing practical tips and inspiration from me or my guests. In season five, we've been focusing on spiritual wellness. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is our final episode in this season, not of the podcast, but this is our final episode in this spiritual wellness uh, season. Our topic for today is ridiculed for rebuilding, ridiculed for rebuilding, R-I-D-I-C-U-L-E-D for rebuilding. However, before doing so, I'd like to give you a lifeguard tower moment. Again, that is something that you will do for others. This week, I want you to purposely refrain from passing judgment on someone. I want you to give someone a pass if or when they make a mistake this week. So just practice purposely, intentionally refraining from passing judgment on someone. So again, in episode five, we've been focusing on spiritual wellness As I mentioned at the top of this episode, uh, the topic is ridiculed for rebuilding. Uh, The Old Testament book of Nehemiah, the fourth chapter, sixth verse, it says, So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together into half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. The word ridicule, as you know, is a verb, and it simply means to um, the act of making fun of someone or something in a cruel or harsh way. It also means to show mean or unkind comments towards someone. And I'm sure that you've seen that in our life. You see it in the media. You see it all over where individuals are ridiculing someone for something, making fun of them in a mean-spirited type of way. So today, the question that I have for all of us is, what is are we being ridiculed about? What are we facing? What type of ridicule are we facing today? Are we being ridiculed for being uh, single? Are we being ridiculed for not having any children? Are you being ridiculed for being a divorce, a divorcee? Have you been ridiculed about your weight? Uh, has someone ridiculed you about a past failure or a mistake? Uh, has someone ridiculed you about your business not prospering the way that it has uh, been going or should have been going? Has someone ridiculed you for not having your uh, college degree? Has someone ridiculed you for not being promoted lately or being underemployed? The list can go on and on and on. And time would, personally, time would fail to tell you about the times and the ways that I've been ridiculed. And yet I am still standing strong. I am still holding my head up. I am still pressing forward with courage. I've learned from the times when I've been ridiculed in the past. And someone on the other side of this microphone might be facing really serious ridicule from someone. And I just want you to know as that song goes, trouble don't always last. So there is a a way around uh, these particular things. Notice what Nehemiah is talking about. Now let me be real clear as to what's happening. Nehemiah was a cup bearer. Nehemiah worked for a king by the name of Artaxerxes. He was a Persian king. Nehemiah, as the cup bearer, was responsible for tasting all of the food and the libations or drinks uh, before the king, essentially uh, to make sure that the king was not poisoned. And as a result of that, Nehemiah was in a very 
very trusted, confidential, high-level position. And even though he was chilling and kicking it in the king's palace, his miles were his 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 heart was miles, hundreds and hundreds of miles away to his beloved city of Jerusalem. You see, prior to um, being in captivity by uh, King Artaxerxes, uh, the Jews had been in in uh, captivity by a king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar from Babylon. And while he was there, he destroyed all of the gates and he burned down the fences and uh, tore down the walls and so forth. And so as a result of that, the city had lied in ruins for over nearly 150 years. And so as a result of that, Nehemiah heard what was going on through one of his brothers how um, the people weren't doing well. So he rallied the troops together. He did a survey at night. He didn't tell people what his particular um, big picture was, uh, the things that God had put in his spirit to rebuild. And eventually he was able to get a team of individuals together to work and to really go back and rebuild those walls. And it took a while. And so in this fourth chapter of Nehemiah, the sixth verse, he says, so built we the wall. So in spite of the opposition, there was a governor from a uh, country called Samaria and his name was Sanballat and Sanballat was you know ridiculing him and also there was Tobiah Tobiah was the Ammonite and he was from a place that is commonly known as uh, the country of Jordan and they got together and they talked about him they laughed at him they mocked him they told him that they couldn't do it they told him that even if a little lightweight fox walked on this wall it would fall down and so in light of all of the opposition that Nehemiah had gone through with Sambalot and Tobiah and others and the limited resources he and his team stayed the course and it says that in all the wall was joined together to the half thereof translated that they had worked and they got the wall halfway finished. Now you got to get this. Much had been done, but there was much still left to do. I'm saying to someone on the other side of this microphone that you may have done a lot of work. You may be closer to your goal than you think. And someone is laughing at you. Someone is telling you you're too old. Someone is telling you you're not smart enough. Someone is telling you that no one from your family or your neighborhood has ever accomplished anything. Someone may be attacking you for your gender and said women may never be able to do these type of things. Or man, a man shouldn't be in this position. They can go on and on and on. The color of your skin, the texture of your hair, your zip code and, and, and that type of thing. And I'm telling you to stay the course. So they were halfway through, but they still had a lot of work to do. And, 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 and also, another thing that the enemy tries to throw at us is fatigue and discouragement. When those things get into our spirit, into our mind, they have the tendency to slow us down. But notice that people had a mind to work their heart, their feelings, their, they, they put 100% into what they were trying to do. The Hebrew word is labe, that, that is, you know what, we're going we're gonna to make this thing happen. We're going to put our, our, our best into it. And then it says that they worked. Uh, Hebrew word is Esau. It means to build. It means to be stole. It means to fulfill. Uh, these individuals 
purposed in their heart that they were going to complete the task that was at hand. That's the same thing I want to say to someone today. I urge you to purpose in your heart, to be intentional in your heart, to make up your mind, to be laser focused, to say that come what may, whatever type of limited resources, what type of lack of, what type of ridicule or discouragement that I face, I'm going to continue to press forward with courage. A long time ago uh, when uh, my wife and I first got married and my wife was expecting our first child, uh, we had to take a class called Lamas. And in the Lamas class, it was basically uh, coaching dads, fathers as to what to do when you go into the labor room with your wife, your bride, your significant other, and so forth. And one of the things that they had told us was that uh, your goal is to keep, in this case, my wife focused on something. Find something in the room Ed, that you can help your wife to stay focused on. And that's the same thing in our lives. We have to find something that we can stay focused on so we won't get distracted. We won't get detracted. We won't get discouraged. We won't get overwhelmed. We won't get set back. We won't get to a point where we want to uh, give up. My late father-in-law used to tell us all the time as related to ministry and the work we were doing, he would always tell us, you might get tired in the work, I-N, you, you might get tired in the work, but never get tired of the work. And it took me a little while to, <clears throat> excuse me, to recognize what he was saying, uh, but I get it now. You know, there's a lot of great things that are going on, a lot of opposition challenges that are taking place, and individuals always want to try to slow you down. So just recognize any time that you know that you're going to try to accomplish something big. It might be losing weight. It might be purchasing your first home. It might be applying for your first job. It might be getting uh, for your uh, getting ready for your your driver's license, or it might be uh, moving to another state or another location. Just remember, when you anytime you do something like that, get ready to face ridicule. Get ready to face. Uh, opposition that someone is going to try to plant a seed in your spirit that you can't do it that old saying to be forewarned is to be forearmed so you know that when you step out to do something different and you're not you know flocking with the birds that roll together someone's going to tell you oh well you think you're better than us or whatever it's a form of ridicule so don't get caught up in that when someone tells you about that and then the second thing that when you know that you're trying to get something going uh, and after a little while you expect the fact that you have people there that can reinforce what you're trying to do they will reinforce you you know you get all it takes is one or two individuals to get on the same page with you and they can walk with you they can talk with you they can encourage you that's why every time I ran a marathon I know you hear me talking about marathon because running is really important to me I haven't ran a marathon in a minute but once I tell someone about it they would reinforce me they would encourage me they would ask me Ed are you working out are you training and then sometimes some individuals would come and actually uh, run with me and then lastly when you are doing that just know that you can expect some rewards that it is it is worth it that your labor is not in vain you may not be able to see the fruit of it it may take a little while for things to happen for it to come to pass but it definitely will and I like to close out in that same vein by telling you a story about the Chinese bamboo tree in the Far East there are Chinese bamboo trees that are are uh, planted and in the process it takes a lot of time you know to fertilize and to water them 
every day. And it is said that it takes five years for uh, the tree to sprout through. So it has to go through the germination process and so forth. So imagine you're out there every day and you are watering your grass. Imagine the type of ridicule that you would face. People would come and they would talk about you and they're like, what are you doing? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm growing a Chinese bamboo tree. Well, I don't see anything coming up, you know. It don't look good at all. And it can go on and on and on. And even to the point that a blind person could see that, yeah, this thing isn't working. Well, what happens is that once they, they uh, plant the seed and for five years, every day, they're, they're, they're watering the ground and in the fifth year once what happens is that the seed it breaks through the ground and now all of a sudden the plant starts to sprout and you got to get this it is said that within five weeks not five years this is after the fifth year within the first five weeks after five weeks or within five weeks that little small seed grows to be 90 feet tall it begs the question did it grow, you know, 90 feet in five weeks or was it five years? Well, you know, the answer is obviously that it was five weeks. And the point is, is that at any time you stop watering or nurturing that particular uh, bamboo tree, then it would have died in the ground. So what is the purpose? What is the focus? Here? The focus and the moral of the story is this. I want somebody to keep watering that ideal that you, your family can be rebuilt. I want you to water the ideal that your relationships with your friends and your siblings can be rebuilt. I want you to water the ideal that you can get a job and be promoted. I want you to water the ideal that you can, you're, you're, you can start your business and you can have a very flourishing and a thriving business. I want you to plant the idea that your ministry, it might be in mayhem or a mess, but it can become better. I want you to, to, to plant, water the ideal that the fear and the anxiety and the worry that has stopped me and has me stuck can be overcome. Just keep on watering, keep on watering it, watering it with affirmations, watering it with faith watering it with uh, big picture thinking that you know I'm going to do something different and it is going to come to pass and so that's what I want you to do this week just keep watering that ideal with positivity with prayer and with purpose and heart so as I get ready to land the plane plane I want to give you your coachable moment here's what I want you to do I want you to identify something that have been you've been ridiculed about in the last six months just identify just one thing that someone may have ridiculed someone may have tried to discourage someone may have to try to get you to doubt or to give up on in the last six months i want you to get that in your mind secondly i want you to write it down write it down whatever it was that uh, that had you ridiculed and then thirdly i want you to recall how did it make you feel at that time or better yet how are you feeling about it now and then number four, I want you to identify one thing that you did or can do to eliminate the negative feelings of that situation. And then lastly, number five, I want you to water your life with positive thoughts, with prayer, with purpose, with affirmation, with uplifting thoughts, with things that will make a difference in your life. So that is your coachable moment for this week. Again, thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast. A special thanks to Nicole Robinson for producing and editing this podcast. Please share this podcast with others and do subscribe to our Instagram and Facebook pages at Deep In With Ed. 
The Deep End with Ed podcast is a Beyond the Mass conversation production. Remember, if we all join hands together, we can go twice as far. Thank you and God bless.